Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pallet right here. The late night flight is paid for by the following. Time to play the game where we find out who's capping. It is... This is the game where we find out if this is the bullshit you already know. Nassau Nuru, co-producer Smarts. What's good with you, bro? I'm good, bro. How's everything? How was your weekend? My weekend was all right. I was? Yeah, some bad dates. <laughs> shenanigans, as they say. The shenanigans. The shenanigans, as they say. Maybe you and Natasha can talk about that in the disaster day segment, or y'all not doing that today? We may. I don't even know yet. You got to listen to find out. We're also going to be doing some special interviews. So check me out. I was at the event that you hosted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The BBS, the Big Boy Sound Entertainment Listening Party. Yes, sir. You hosted that. Yes, I did. Jers hosted that with you. Y'all both did y'all thing. Yes, yes we did. Jers is mad as hell at me because I didn't interview him. I interviewed everybody else but him. what he say? He's a busy guy. I'm the plug. I'm a busy guy. What you want me to do? <laughs> So check me out. Let's get this game started. The best sports podcaster, in my opinion, Dan Lebatard, host of the Dan Lebatard Show with Stugatz, says that LeBron James' new movie, Space Jam, A New Legacy, will not fail because as a brand, Smarts, as a brand, mm-hmm. LeBron James is immune to bad box office results. Really? Really. Mm. Okay. Smarts, is it the bullshit? That LeBron is also immune to not winning three straight rings twice the way Jordan did, huh? I'm just not going to say nothing, but yes. Come on now. I I would say more. Yes. But I respect everything that LeBron James is doing for the community. So I'm just going to say, yeah, that's the bullshit. Win three in a row, please, so we can really, really appreciate you, my guy. Stop disappearing. All right, here go the next one right here, Smarts. Greatest FEMC ever in FEMC who may lose that title to Cardi B in the next six months, Nicki Minaj, is not only married to former jailbird Kenneth Perry, but they also have a son named Papa Bear, a name that the Minajes use to keep the baby's name private. Okay. Privacy, huh? Hmm. Sounds like Drake is the father, if you ask me. <laughs> All right? Because okay. because let me tell you something. Nobody has maternal responsibilities the way Drake wow. will. Nobody. Wow. Nobody. Smarts, I ask you. Smarts, I ask you, is this the bullshit that a sex offender can marry rap's residential Barbie while I, a non-sex offender with a degree in communications, by the way, who is handsome, by the way, who got bars, by the way, who's employed, by the way, who has their own place, by the way, who has the fastest rising podcast and podcast infotainment, by the way, can't even get a date from an inspiring femme from Newark, New Jersey, who is a supervisor at the local Walgreens down the street on Bergen. Wow, savagery. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) a big pile of it. And finally, (laughs) and finally, and finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though we're talking about this in June, March 9th, 2021, marks the 10 year anniversary of Eminem, aka. White man, you don't want to battle unless you're top nine rappers of all time. Oh, Mariah Carey. <laughs> she won, too. Hey, 
video, I'm starting it back up, but I'm keeping that. I just want you to know that. I'm doing it again, but I'm keeping that. That was funny yourself. And finally, <laughs> even though we're talking about it in June, March 9th, 2021 marks the 10 year anniversary of Eminem, aka White Man You Don't Want to Battle Unless You're. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, you fucked that up. <laughs> Why did you do that? Yep. And finally, even though we're talking about it in June, March 9th, 2021 marks the 10 year anniversary of Eminem, aka White Man You Don't Want to Battle Unless You're One of the Top Nine Rappers of All Time. Uh, right, Carrie. <laughs> Why are you always stressing me? So, <laughs> so unless you one of those non-rappers or Mariah, all right? He is one of he is the only <laughs> Oh my god. He's the only rap artist to go diamond twice. Damn smarts. Come wow. on. He's the only rapper to oh. go diamond twice. All right. All right. The Eminem show and the Marshall Mathis LP. Yes, sir. All right. Smarts, I ask you. Okay, go ahead. I ask you, Smarts. Smarts, I ask you. I ask you, Smarts. What? 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 Ask me what? Is it the bullshit that Jay didn't bleach his face so that 444, Volume 2, Blueprint, the American Gangster soundtrack, the Black Album, Reasonable Doubt, could go platinum? You ain't got to answer that. <laughs> See? I know. You ain't got to answer that. How in God's name can any one of these classics that Sean Carter has put out can go diamond unless he bleaches his face. How else did Thriller get to be what it was? And he was on his way to get white. It's so sad that we have to follow another person's or another racist culture just to say we're American too. Thank you. <laughs> you. Bye bye. It's a bunch of us. I'm a Everybody on their Martin, everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it, I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash your bird 40 on the Yeah, I'm making nerdy if it's at the appellation to the appellation. I'ma do whatever that it takes to make a black a nation. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sweet, and I'm your chief flight attendant. On behalf of the pilot and the entire crew, welcome aboard the late night flight. And here is your captain, the now River of New Jersey. The pilot of Tuskegee Training. The greatest honey badger who has ever made. The creator of Black Pilot Radio and the Late Night Flight. Here is the victorious one, Nassour Nuber. What up, my passengers? We are first in priority and we'll be departing in five minutes. But before we do, please do us a solid. Give us a like on our Facebook page. Follow us on IG. Chirp at us. Why don't ya? On Twitter at The Late Night Flight. And you can catch all 49 episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, The Late Night QR Scan, wherever podcasts are available. But let me get into my piece. Tasha, who is Cat Williams? I mean, we should all know who Cat Williams is. He is a pimp named Slickback from the greatest animated series of all time, The Boondocks. He's a pimp named Money Mike in Friday After Next. A pimp named Cat Williams on Wildin' Out. A pimp named Bobby Shaw in My Wife and Kids. A pimp named Seamus in Cats and Dogs, The Revenge of Kitty Galore. A pimp named Lord Have Mercy in the movie Norbit and Apparently, a mechanic who looked like a pimp in the short-lived sitcom The Tracy Morgan Show. But last week, 
a pimp that lost to Kevin Hart in stand-up comedy was on the Wendy Williams experience on Patreon. I'm sorry, I meant to say the Joe Budden podcast on Patreon, <laughs> plugging a new movie as you do, as you do. And in this interview, Tasha, Joe Button asked Cat Williams about his thoughts on the cancel culture era for comedians. Cat Williams said, no one likes to be out of bounds. But if there wasn't any type of out of bounds, people would just run up in the stands, which makes you no longer a comedian. It makes you a threat. And at the end of the day, there's no type of cancel culture in a sense. That was people of color playing internal affairs on our culture. That made people without a voice being trashed by people who were on a higher level than them. It gave them an opportunity to to fight back. They didn't want their story to be swept under the rug by these high level people. These attempts are done for the reasons they're done and it helped who it helped out. But he did end his take, Tasha, by saying people that just want people to have a high level of sensitivity when presenting something. and. He believes that that's something that we should all want. So this got me thinking, Tasha, before I even get into my thoughts and my opinions on the things that Cat Williams said, I wanted to ask you a few questions. Let me ask you the first one, because I'm, you know me, I'm not necessarily on social media like that. I don't know what's going on. I read the news. I watch the news. They say this person got canceled. This person got canceled. That person got canceled. And I just move on with my day. But I will say this. When they tried to cancel Dave Chappelle over his jokes, I wasn't having it. So let me ask you this question, Tasha. Is black Twitter black America's version of cancel culture? It definitely is the black version of the cancel culture. Black Twitter comes on and they do their thing. Like right now, as of now, they are trying to cancel out Destiny Child's song, Cater to You. You got to be kidding me. Can you? I'm dead serious. What? All based off of a post from one of those loving hip hop uh, stars. I think Erica Dixon had a meme with the face about the lyrics. So based off of the lyrics of Cater to You, there are more slave reference to the lyrics. How? I don't know, but it's referring to some slave references. Do you know any bar? Do you know any bar of the song? I, I have that for you. Okay. So in the article that I did read, it was saying they, you know, started with the lyrics, baby, I see you working hard. I want to let you know I'm proud. Let you know that I admire you. I admire what you do. The more if I need to reassure you, my life would be purposeless without you. And that's the lyric. My life would be purposeless without you. That's where the issue is. Hold on. So this sounds like what Cat Williams was talking about just now. So here is a low level person, no disrespect to Miss Dixon, but she's not on the level of probably at least four of the Destiny Child. <laughs> even not, one, even, even near, not even near Michelle or even the ones that they canceled off. That's what I'm saying. Like you're, you're not on any of these young ladies level. You know that's what I mean? That's a little scrappies, baby mom, if you didn't know. Because oh. I know you don't know. That's what I'm trying to help oh. you out. That's baby, mom. that's his first baby mom. Oh, I don't even want to <laughs> talk. I don't even want to do. First of all, your baby father, little Scrappy, little Scrappy hasn't put out a hit since 2005. We're not even going to get into little Scrappy. Like, go ahead with little Scrappy. Yes. But, so that's his BM. But hear me out though. So here is a person that's not on the same level as Destiny's Child, and she's trying to put something out there to try to cancel a group. 
that technically is no longer existing. It, so as well, so as long as Beyonce is alive, Destiny's Child is alive and well. I shouldn't even said that. I'm sorry, Beehive. Don't hop. Yes, don't. Homecoming. They were there. Yes, Beehive. Watch out. I was just. Ta- I, I'm just talking in semantics here. Look. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Beehive. You know they will come swarming. I'll have no no problems. I love Destiny's Child. Bills, they bills, are bills. worse than Black Twitter. <laughs> bills, bills, bills. My favorite song. But no, hear, hear me out. Hear me out. So I, I believe Cat Williams is right in that as far as cancel culture in that way, as far as black Twitter just trying to cancel people and there's some low-level people that's not on the same level as these high-level people, such as a Beyonce, and they're trying to find any reason to cancel them. And besides, hold on, a slave reference to Katie to you? I mean, yes. I didn't know the slave masters was asking black men and women to give them to fetch them a do-rag. I didn't know that was happening. Right. <laughs> and that is in, in the song, something about the do-rag. But no, I agree with that because I'm like, how is that a slave reference when we supposed to be supporting our black men? So when they coming back, I thought we were supposed to cater to our men after a hard day out on the field. I mean, hey, girl, nah, you can get your stuff yourself. You've been out there all day. Here goes my second question for you, Tasha. How successful has this cancel culture named Black Twitter has been and who have Black Twitter shut down? Okay, so I'm going to say this. And the way I'm saying it is Black Twitter alone, in my eyes, this is my own personal reference and how I feel and how I see it. Black Twitter alone has not canceled out anyone successfully. Now, any other group that has come together along with Black Twitter, yes, because one minute we want to cancel out Kanye West, but y'all buying Yeezys, make it make sense. Then y'all want to cancel out Starbucks. Sorry, I was not on that one because I have to get my Starbucks faithfully. Then the whole Old Navy thing, but y'all still there. Like we are still there. So let's be real. We as if we don't come together as a people, Black Twitter will never be successful. Is there anyone or anything you think that Black Twitter should do a, a better job with trying to cancel? Cancel out the police or something. Defund. Help that defund. I mean, let's get our <laughs> get get something, some stupid loans. Let's let's come together on that. Like, let's be realistic. Let's not look at the celebrities. Let's really look at what's going on in the world. Let's see the issues that we have as black people. Let's like hashtag those on black Twitter. They're good now. Again, they are good with fishing out things. They are because the Amy Schmidt thing that they found about mm-hmm. her being on the K- the princess of the KKK. Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all good with fishing, but m- make things stick. And it's funny that you said that because all Kimmy Smith was said said was, yo, I didn't even know that it was one of them type of affairs. My bad. And she good. Exactly. You want to really talk crap about me and my racism with my gay black co-actor right next to me? Are you serious? Like that? Right. And and that's the thing, too. They'll find something that, you know, people make mistakes. People, some people don't know. And, and that's what like, no, I'm not giving people a pass again. This is just me from what I know. Some people aren't knowledgeable with things. So maybe she didn't know that it was, you know, she may have grew up in the Midwest where a lot of things are segregated and she didn't know what the pageant was for. Because when you read the article, it didn't say KKK. It was just a known all white uh, festival that they had in that area. I say this respectfully. 
about Kimmy Smith. When as soon as I saw her crawl out that whole episode one, I said, oh yeah, <laughs> this woman looked like some Oklahoma, Unabomber, right. redhead, I will kill black people if I had the chance type of woman. I'm just being honest. That's just how she looked. I'm not saying that she's not like that. I've seen plenty of redheads like BBC on Pornhub. I'm just saying. Oh gosh. I'm just saying. And my last question though, before we get up out of here and take off, is cancel culture someone's personal righteous or self-righteous plot or will it actually make things better in modern times? So like I said before, it's, it's more self-righteous. Uh, Erica Dixon as an example. You, you make the post about Destiny's Child's song, right? You get 100 likes or 100,000 likes, 100,000 views. However, that was your personal thing and now you have Black Twitter in an uproar over Destiny's Child song. That's your personal opinion. But I mean, it could be something that we can use together, but it's, it's more self-righteous at this point. Let me ask you one more question. We get up out of here. You was talking to me all week about Gary Owen and Gary Owen's wife. And now Gary Owen's wife is trying to sort of semi-cancel culture her own ex-husband. So take me through that because this black woman has allowed this white man. And again, I'm not, I have nothing against interracial marriages, whether it comes from a white man, black woman, or a black man, white woman. I don't have no issue with that. Black man, brown woman, whatever you want to say, I have no issues with any type of interracial marriages. But I will say this, you have, you have ran up a check. You have ran up a monopoly where this white man got to make black jokes impersonate black people. Some black people laugh. Some black people say, hey, hey, I don't know about this. And you have let this go down so you can have your mansions, make sure your kids are good, make sure you're fed. How am I supposed to believe that this is not a self-righteous plot for yourself? After more things have come out and Gary Owens has been out on things, I feel like it is kind of self-righteous. And we we talked about this before. At first, I was kind of on the fence about it because she's been very quiet. If if you notice, you never heard anything from Gary Owens' wife. I know some people who watch TV, they did have a show together. And even on the show, she was very quiet. But her thing, I think, has been like, you gain money off of our love story. You gain money off of our family. Because Gary Owens, Owens' thing is, like, all our kids are adults. Why, again, like you said, why are you coming after me? And come to find out her net worth is more than Gary Owens' net worth. Just putting it out there. He's worth $3 million and she's worth $10 million as of this year. What does she do? Uh, real estate. Oh, my God. We need to get a house ASAP. Right? We need to get some property and I need to get a white boy. So I'm just saying. Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned off the fasten seatbelt sign and you may now move around the cabin. However, we always recommend to keep your seatbelt fastened through the trials and tribulations while you're seated. In a few moments, the flight attendants will be passing around the drink menu as well as the brunch menu. We only have chicken or waffles or both. So choose wisely. And thank you for flying the late night flight. So, are you ready? I'm still packing. I thought we was going to Orlando in a couple of days. Uh, yeah, but we aren't now. Well, can you help me pack? No. For what? 
because we're going to Orlando to do an episode. You just said that. Yes, we are going to do an episode, but mm. why should I help you pack? And I got two other little big people that I have to help pack. <laughs> but but I am the most important little big person. Um, okay, are you ready? Help me pack first and I will be. No. Okay, I am ready. All right. Welcome to Disaster Data 101. I'm Natasha Renee. I am very upset that my friend won't help me, but I am the soul in the room. And you will get over it and come join this disastrous journey where we talk about our dating horror stories. Real issues. And how we can work through these issues in today's society. And today's episode is, this is us. And right now, that's how I feel. This is us right now. <laughs> what we're going through. <laughs> but anyway, I came up with this episode because one thing when I started disaster dating, since I've been doing disaster dating, I always ask people, how has dating changed? What did you think when you were younger? How did you feel that your life would be versus what it is now? I know for me, I just knew by like 21, I was going to be married. I was going to have these kids or I was going to be married or travel in the world. And then reality hit, I think when I turned 25, that um, this is not what dating is. Like love the way that they make us feel like love is, is not what my parents groomed me to believe that relationships were. I know for me, my mother, had like had in my head, you know, growing up in the church and my mom being a preacher's wife, you know, you got to do this for your husband. You got to get ready for a husband. Got to know how to cook. You got to know how to do this. And she was like literally prepping me for a man. And then I turned 18. I go to college. I see how guys are. And I, you know, not guys are in a bad way, but I just see how things are. And then I realized this is not what I want. You know, I I spent all these years believing that, you know, I was ready to get married and and I still do want to get married, but I, I learned that that wasn't the life that I wanted to live. And then I started living for me. So Nasor, knowing now in your late thirties, knowing what you thought when you were 18 has dating changed or relationships? And do you view these things differently? So in my twenties, what I would say is it was much easier to D-A-T-E to date. Definitely. Because the end game, let's say the end game is to have sex. Let's just be honest about it. We're, we're, okay. we're adults. We're just talking regular stuff, real things. There's women that want to just have sex too. We all know these things at this point in our lives in 2021. I think 12-year-old kids know that now. It's like, you know, sex is just, you know, that's just the thing. We can just do that and just keep it real. That's true. (laughs) People know this now. But I would say that the dating scene for me was much easier in my 20s because there wasn't no accountability of what I have or what I don't have. It, It was basically... Do we have a car? Great. Come pick me up and take me to Applebee's. It was very simple. That I mean, that's true, though. You know? I, I did like a black love thing. And 
with younger kids. And that was one thing a guy said, like, long as me and my girlfriend can go go to Applebee's and go to the grocery store together, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm saying because you can have sex in the car. You know you got parents in the house. You don't worry about that stuff. You're like, look, we got to have sex somewhere. But go, go behind the street. Yeah, that's a good idea. Great idea. Let's do it. They so to- minus sex, mm-hmm. ha- has things changed? In my, in my 30s, I think now... In my late 30s, it's very different because you're dealing with women. And I'm, of course, I'm talking as a man. So I'm, what I'm saying is, is that I'm meeting women that have, I don't want to say issues, just more of, let's say, for instance, I meet a woman that don't want to have intimacy right now because of whatever her past has summed up for her to make her say at this moment of time of her life, yo, you know what? I'm going to try something different with the next man. I'm not going to start with being intimate with him. I'm not going to lean in with my body to make the, to make this man want me for the next two to three months. I'm going to just wait this out. And it's funny because even the shenanigans I'm dealing with right now where, for instance, a bartender invites me to her place of business to have some food and hang out with her. Now, the best thing about it was she was off work. So, fellas... I didn't have to tip her, all right? So I don't, I don't even feel used. I'm like, okay, this is fine. This woman does not want to be in an intimate, uh, intimate occurrence as of yet, even got though it. she has kissed on me and has shown that if we were in a setting where she got to come to my apartment by herself, me and her, things would have happened. But again- You, you tell know, me all this. But on, I'm listening. Hold on, hold on. But, <laughs> but the thing is that she- I'm respecting what she wants to do. Here's the issue with it all. Because she wants to keep a strong stance of what she wants in her life. Now she has to be cold about it. All right, time is up. I'll see you later. Peace. It's like, what? You just told me how much you wanted me and this, this and that. Blah, blah, blah. And now it's just cold because she feels as though she has to be in order to show that she doesn't want intimacy. The so, one, so go ahead. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to cut you off yeah. because I'm so happy that you brought that up. Even okay. though I didn't want things to go that way, I'm so happy that you brought this up because this is a good topic because I understand as a woman how she feels. So here's another question. But why be cold about it? I mean, oh, it, it that's, that's what I was, that's exactly where I'm going. Oh, okay. Because I feel like we have to be cold because... And this is just my opinion. Okay. Based off of me doing, I've I've been in that position where I've done that because it is times where as women, it's like, okay, I'm dating this guy. It's not getting nowhere, but we slept together. I dated this guy. It's not going nowhere, but we slept together. You know what? Let me take a pause on that part. Right. And let me try to get to know these guys. But I feel like from my experience, when you're open about that to a guy and you're letting them know, hey, this is not what I'm doing, whatever, da, da, da. And you still try to be nice. You still try to be intimate without being sexual. You still try to be comforting. They take it so left that you have to have that cold presence sometimes. But if that hasn't been shown on the man's end, in this then that's case, a different story. That's what I'm saying. So I, I get where you're going with that because that's a very 40-year-old virgin way of looking at it where, okay, you're saying I don't want intimacy. So when a man is mad that he's not getting that intimacy from you, you as a woman, you can be like, well, you know what? I ain't got to deal with this man no more. He's not listening. 
That's but, true. But when, but okay, so for instance, I go to this place of this place of work residence. I said work residence. This place of work place my, of business. Place of business <laughs> for my homegirl. Thank you. And she says to me, "Yo, watch my bag. I'll be right back. I'm about to go out and take a smoke." And I'm like, "Okay." And I'm in her vicinity, like the vicinity that she told me to guard for 45 okay. minutes. Unattended. She's not even around me anymore. Hold on. This is the same person that invited you. Yes. Hold on. You did not. Okay. Now this all makes you. How you going to lead us out? And now I know the whole story. I like to do but things like that. I like to do things like good. that. So, so she lead. So she tells me. And she was drunk as hell because we had some Casamigos. And by the way, I'm going to just give her some points. She paid for, well, I did pay for the second round, but she paid for the first round. So for, fe- so for the fellas, I want you to know, I don't feel like this sister is using me. Any of that. I think that she's just, she wants to be strong in what she believes in. And that's all good for me because I'm not here to say, yo, you got to have sex with me. I'm just here to spend time with you. Why you invite me to your place of work, hang out, have fun with you. And then you have me there for four hours just chilling with you. Then tell me to go like, cause I left. I'm like, yo, I'm out. I got some things to do at Multiverse. She like, yo, you really not coming back? I said, I may come back, but I don't think I'm coming back. Come back. No, I want you to come back. All right. So you know what I did in 40 minutes? I came back. I come back only to find myself watching her bag while she go out and take a smoke for the last 40 to 45 minutes of the party. I don't even see her. And then when it's over, guess what she says to me? She's like, yo, well, you know, it's over. I guess I'm on my way home. I'll see you later. That was it. Would you go out with her again? I don't know. The sad part about it is I am, as a single man, I'm willing to just give people a shot. I'm willing to give women a shot. I don't want to be so, I don't want to be cold and be like, yo, I don't believe you just disrespected me and wasted my time like that. Hey, you know what? Maybe in her mind, because she's so single and she's not looking for intimacy, it's like whatever that she wants to do is in her right. And I want her to know that she's right to do that. But at the same time, that doesn't mean you got to crush my feelings in the meantime. And if you don't care about my feelings, then you don't like me. But she doesn't say these things. She makes it seem like she is interested. But I think that she's playing off of the fact that maybe she thinks that I like her more. And I think that's where that's coming from, where for my ego, I don't like that. Because don't think that I like you more than you like me just because I'm letting you know what I think of you because I'm just an honest person. I have no problem with addressing you the next day, whether I know I'm going to date you the next day or not. I just need you to know the stance that I have and then I can move forward as my own man. That's just me personally, though. Got you. I mean, give it a chance. See, if she do some mess like that again, I, I say leave, leave it, let it be. We're about to get to our next destination. But before we do, we strongly recommend to drink responsibly and pass that bong to me. You feel me? <laughs> I got bars. Oh, and give us a follow on Instagram at The Late Night Flight. And give us a like on Facebook, The Late Night Flight. And thank you for flying The Late Night Flight. Hey, yo, Nick. Yo. This episode right here, yeah, man, it's the one for me. That BBS listening party, that behind-the-scenes footage, that audio, you know what I mean? That new podcast equipment we at the Multiverse Studios just cop. Yeah, man, this is everything for me right here, bro. But next time you come to my listening party, you do some interviews with my artists, yeah, you better make sure you interview me, bro. How you gonna come to my joint and not interview me? But anyway, man, yo, this episode right here, this late night flight podcast episode right here, this the one, man. 
PBS. Welcome back to the Late Night Flight. You are live. Natasha Renee, Nassua, New Rule. Tasha, our homeboy Jers, a.k.a. Teddy Bear. You better stop calling him Teddy Bear out loud. I told you about this. His wife is watching and listening to the show. I'm I'm sorry, ma'am. Won't do it again. You don't want to smoke with her. She is a Haitian. I, oh, no, I don't want no smoke. I'm so sorry, Miss Teddy, Mrs. Teddy Bear. I will not do it again. So anyway, Continue. as I was rudely interrupted by infidelity, <laughs> <laughs> we were at the BBS listening party over here at Multiverse Studios in East Orange, New Jersey. And I had one hell of a time. Smarts hosted. Hold on, wait, wait. Yeah. Where was my invite? Where was it? That's what I'm, we, I was going to ask you about that, but you didn't come up. I, what happened? Nobody told me about this. Smarts didn't tell you. Smart, nothing. There ain't nothing in my DM. Jurors ain't tell you. Nah, I'm, I'm in my feelings now, but you can continue. Okay, okay, no doubt. So they asked your pilot, of course, to interview some public figures and some artists that were here at, at Multiverse Studios over here in East Orange, New Jersey. So as I do, run up there, be the personality that I am. And I had a great time. Now, this particular segment, this off the court segment that we do, our sports segment, I did it at BBS uh, at the BBS listening party with my man, Charlie Rock. Charlie Rock is one third of the Usual Suspect Productions. That is with my man Smarts, the co-producer Smarts, of course, and Justo. Shout out to both of them. So I wanted to play that real fast. Let everybody hear what we think about the Knicks and LeBron and all the things that's just going on in the NBA playoffs. And also gambling, because we do gamble. So check that out. We are live! You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. At the BBS listening party at Multiverse Studios, I have one third of one of the best production companies in the Tri-State area right now, the usual suspect Talk productions. I got Charlie Rock. Charlie oh, Rock, what up? Charlie Rock, what's poppin'? What's poppin' with you? Man, I'm here. You know how to go show some love? So look, hear me out. We're going to start doing like an off-the-court segment soon. Okay. So we're going to just start like betting on games, telling America like, yo, this is spread, and this is how you should be working this spread. Well, I'm already a degenerate, so we talking about betting. <laughs> I've been betting. So if you talk about losing money or winning money, I do a little bit of both. So, you know, this, this ain't nothing new for me. All right, let me. Let me ask you a question about that. Sure. So when you, when you lose money, like, how does that go? What's the sequence of events? Are you like hitting somebody? Are you hitting a Break wall, like how's this um, going? You um, somebody out the I, break, I usually happening? break a lot of 
Um, but I pay my debts. I know a lot of I lost a lot of jewelry and um a lot of a, a lot of body parts for not paying their debts. But I pay my debts, you know. But it, it's it's listen. As any as a betting man, you know, you gotta know you gotta know your. Right, right. Otherwise, you out here wasting money. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. Um, Did you waste your money at the Nick game when you was there when I saw that? Oh, I heard that's what we doing. No, I just asked you That questions. hurt my heart. No, no. I, listen, man. I want the Knicks to win. I really want the Nets to win. But I want the Knicks to win. <laughs> I'm just saying. Listen, <laughs> I don't care how good Brooklyn is. This is a New York. If you in Jersey, right, by right. default, you should yes, be yes, for the true. Knicks. Okay. They, let me, Brooklyn took the Nets from y'all. That's not cool. No, listen. So who for the Knicks? And, and as, a, as, a, as a short gangster, that's Gangster, I ain't mad at that. Shout out to my New Jerseyans. I'm from the Bronx, so I'm 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 by default a Knicks fan. Listen, it was a great season. Yes, I can't complain. They have actually overachieved. They should. You know, people didn't have, people had to win the 20 games this year. So for them to actually be the fourth seed yeah. in the East is a very big deal. What do you think about the Knicks calling Damian Lillard today? Listen, and like, yo, we and trying to get listen. You, bro. The night he lost to Denver. Shout out, rest in peace, my man Nip. He posted a Nip verse. He yeah. says, when does his uh, preparation meets opportunity? So I know he's not happy. They just, I think they just fired yes. the head coach, yeah, they, which is big, but I don't think that's the answer. The way they currently constructed, I think that Portland has reached a peak with the team that they have. I don't think they can go any further. I think with the Knicks, there's a lot of upside. He has, he has a, a big man in Julius Randle who can defer and let him be the number one. Yes. And Julius can be a great number two. Mm-hmm. Mitchell Robinson to be back next year. He has RJ, who's only 20 years old. I like RJ. Second, great player. Yeah. And backup, he got Emmanuel quickly. I like him too. I like yeah. him too. Yeah. Now, if we yeah, can yeah, keep yeah. him, Alex Burst, we got something we got something brewing. So I think it was a brave move, but I'm glad the Knicks called him out. Hopefully he listens. What, what do you think this where do you see the Knicks going next season? Do you see them as a full seed again or where you going? Um, so here's the thing. The Knicks won't catch nobody by surprise next year. Right. This year was a lot like, okay, right. they're on a run. We expect them to go on a losing streak. And they'll pull the mixtape back out Right, 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 right. Listen, the last time we seen a championship was in the 70s. Yeah. I wasn't born. Ugh. So, and the last time he was in the playoffs, I believe it was eight, nine years ago. That's with Melo and, and Kid and them. So, they won't surprise anybody. It's about how do they how do they use this as a building block for next year? Yeah. So, if they can actually build off of this, it's going to be a little bit more struggles because teams now know how to prepare for them. They know that Julius Randle is the first option. You know, they know RJ, what RJ could do quickly. You know, with no expectations on him. He had a hell of a season. I would like to see Obi Toppin get more, more burn. Yeah. But the way Randle is playing, it's kind of hard to let him, you know, for him to, to, to grow in that role. So hopefully we can see a lot more of him playing the five and Julius Randle playing the four, but we'll see. Quick last question. Who do you see in the NBA Finals now that LeBron and AD is out of there? Well, I knew LeBron and AD weren't going to the final. First of all, number one, I, listen, hats sort off of respect to LeBron, one of the greatest players I ever do it. Right. In my opinion, when it's all said and done, he might be the GOAT. Right. Um, AD can't stay healthy. The biggest issue. I don't care how great of a big man he is, if you can't stay on the floor, you can't be the dumb. He's a liability. No that's like, that's like that. having a, a worker who's a great worker that never shows up to work. It don't, it don't make sense. So they need to build around LeBron and get him some good 
lose some durable pieces yeah, because yeah. LeBron is LeBron is on the tail end of his career. He's on a decline. Um, Anthony Davis, I would say, is at his peak. But this kid needs he, if he can't be durable, they can't win anything. Can't win anything. So who you see coming out the West? That's a good question, man. It's, it's gonna be tough. Um, I can't even say the Clippers now because they about to go to Game Seven. I don't know. Um, I was, I was, I would. Denver looks tough. I think Utah is probably gonna be the toughest team. I like Donovan Mitchell, man. Donovan He's nice. Mitchell. He's Donovan proven Mitchell's all crazy. year. They've been shitting on him all year. Yeah. All yeah. year. All, him, Mike. I think the addition of Mike Conley was a real big pickup. Rudy Gobert and all the other players they got over there. Joe Ingles, um, real, really big pieces. Great team. Oh, and we can't forget uh, Jordan Clarkson, six, six man of the year. Six man of the year. He got one job: come in and shoot. That's, that's all you got to do. do. That's all you got to do. It took him like seven years to really get his role right. down. Right. Well, that's that's because the Lakers fucked him up. Yeah. You know, if you don't know, Kyle Kuzma sleeping with Genie Bus. That's why he ain't get traded. Right. But you know, he he got on a good team. Every those players at that time that left that team. Lines or Bowman on to play better in, in in New Orleans. Look at what Julius Randle's doing. Look at what Clarkson is doing. So, what about the East? Ingram. Is it just Brooklyn? Yes, it is. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. won, but I'm a, I'm gonna say I like Milwaukee, bro. I like even though they just lost it, tonight. I think they're about to play next round, right? No, no they no. just had the first game of today. They first already? first game. They lost. They lost by seven. Milwaukee. Milwaukee lost by seven. They might get swept. <laughs> no, I don't know, man. We gonna see. Look, listen, Brooklyn is. Probably the the favorite to win in the NBA, and then after that, I would say Utah Jazz maybe, yeah. and then maybe and then maybe a toss up between like Milwaukee, Philly, maybe Denver. But as of right now, Brooklyn is the top team. One last question before I get you out of there, before I get you out of here, rather, is there any player that in the NBA that does not have a ring that you like in your mind you root for? Like y'all, I really do hope you get a ring, whether you a Nick or not. Any player on the Knicks, that's number one. <laughs> We're going we to we keep it all the way tall. Right. Um, obviously, for me, I, w- I would have to say uh, Chris Paul okay. is one of them I want to see get a ring. He's a legend. Right. He's so a legend. I, you know what? We need to talk about Phoenix out the West. I'm, I totally, I, I apologize. Utah and Phoenix could Phoenix and surprisingly come out the West. Yo, Devin Booker was Their cooking friend. game seven. Their friend. He was cooking. Their friend. Like, cooking. Their friend. I'm talking about 40-something. LeBron, what? I don't know who was talking you can't talk to a guy that got 40-something points in this. I don't know who's a better shooter, Devin Booker or Steph Curry at this point. Uh, that's a good question. I know I, I would, Steph is a better shooter. Devin Booker could get any shot on the court that he, he wants. Length on, he got length. He's fast. You can't stop. And he shoots contested threes. But Steph, Steph is a great shooter. Three-point shooter. Right. Devin Booker could pull up from anywhere. Or he's a, he's a guard Booker, version of Durant. In my opinion, he's the best shooter John Calipari ever had in his life. He Ever. Devin Booker is Ever. the truth. That's Drake's little brother, but he is the truth. That light skin <laughs> look funny, but he is the truth. Your he, man haircut is wild, but he Devin, do look like Trey Young's taller brother. He do, he do. And there's <laughs> something wrong with his hair, but he's he's definitely the one of the best players in the NBA hands down. Charlie Rock, please tell America where they can find you at. Um, if you don't find me, first of all, you can find me in a brothel. That's where I'm usually located at. If I'm not in the brothel um, or in the Bronx, the hometown, you can always catch me in the Multiverse Studio. If you're looking for me on the internet, uh, Facebook, Charlie Rock, Instagram, Charlie Rock, T-I-D. Um, the usual suspects. Yes. We are everywhere. Yes. 
You probably listening to our best and don't even know what's up, but we out here working, baby. Yo, this my, yo, I'm so happy. I had Nova November, then I got Charlie Rocks. This is a good I, night for yo, me. Do yo, you hear him, do you hear the music out there? He yeah. jamming. <laughs> this is like the 70s uh, smoking coke. Yeah, bro. Type <laughs> You just dancing, smoking coke, having a good, not that I would know about that, I wasn't born. Hey, yo, you, <laughs> but uh, this is definitely, they grooving out there. This is a late night flight, we'll holler at you. Ow. Welcome back to the Late Night Flight. I'm Natasha Renee. Wait, hold up, and- Natasha. Wait, wait, wait. Before you even talk about the next interview that we about to do, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Catch an attitude. Oh, my God. I got I to gotta say this real fast. I got to say this. I just saw this on my phone. Check this out. Humpback well gulps and spits out Cape Cod lobstermen. What? Yes, yes. A oh guy named God. a guy oh named you just stop me. Yo, hear me out, hear me out. A guy named Michael Packer said he was driving when he ended up in the marine giant's mouth for about 30 to 40 seconds off of the town called Provincetown in Massachusetts. Mike Packer in a whale's mouth. Yes. Was spit out. That no. <laughs> That sounds so porn hubbish and, right now. And, and check this out. Check this out. When the well spat him out, he was left with nothing more. No, no crazy injuries. He just had a dislocated knee. That's it. So his knees. Okay. Just had one no. dislocated knee. One. Yeah. So what was he doing down on one knee? I don't know. I mean, a, a well tried to swallow him. Not a wife or a woman. We're talking about a grown Marine How animal. How you get sucked into? Why did you just read this? I just want to know. I thought because it was crazy. Now I'm sitting here no, thinking no, look, look, about. We got an interview to talk about. We got an interview to talk about. T- tell us about the interview real fast. Thank you, because you stopped me to to tell me about the well, and I wanted to talk about. Jackie Hamilton and how I enjoyed the interview that you did with her. Well, let's take a listen I, to it. How about that? All right. What? Yeah, let's just so listen I to can't, it. Hold on. So you mess up my intro to tell me about a well. All right, let's listen to it because now I'm mad. Welcome back to the Late Night Flight. We are live at Multiverse Studios at the BBS listening party. Shout out to you, Jers. Right now, I have Jackie Hamilton, y'all. She has a nonprofit organization called Javacente Co. But before we even get into that, she said, this is what she told me, y'all. She said she used to do background singing for the great Donnie McKirkland. So I'm about to hate on gospel right now. Quick question. Who's better, him or Marvin? Please let me know right now. I'm going to say it's hard because I love both of them. You know, Marvin Sapp is actually um, related by blood, by, by, not by blood, but by marriage. Oh, I was about to say, it's like you related by blood. I'm like, no, he was married to um, my uncle. Okay. My uncle Winston. I mean, his, his aunt was married to my uncle Winston. Yeah. Her name was Nina, Nina Sapp. And you didn't get the background sing for them? Not yet. Okay. Not okay. yet. So you're still doing background singing though? Um, I, it kind of slowed down because of COVID. Okay. 
But um but I, I don't want to see your pretty face. But I don't understand. No, like, I was doing background for this artist named Charles Perry. Okay. And um amazing. He took me around the world. He took me to LA. He took me to some great places. And um I opened up for Earth, Wind and Fire with him. We did iHeart Music Festival in California. How was that um, like? Give us a story. You have a story to tell about? It was amazing because he's like he's my best friend and okay. I always <laughs> wanted to freaking go to California. Right, right, right. So when he it was auditions and he t- he told him like I'm not leaving my best friend. So you got to put her in there. You got to fit her in there. She's been she's been a part of the Chocolate Drops, Charles Perry and the Chocolate Drops forever. Charles Perry and the Chocolate Drops. Yes. Why well, I never heard. First of all, I'm mad he I don't have so this album. Fire. That's the, the name he of it. Everyone, so everybody wants to be a cat on a Disney um, yeah. album. That's my best friend, Charles Perry. What? Yeah. So um, I got to experience some good things. Also with my brother Courtney Bradley. He's actually now Bishop Courtney Bradley. He yeah. was the lead singer of Men of Vision back in the days. Let me be a, a housekeeper girl, but he didn't actually sign with Teddy Riley because yeah. he wanted to do gospel to church and right. the Lord. Right. That's not wrong with that. That's you right. know, so he stayed that direction. Now he's blossoming in the Lord and it's amazing. That's amazing. But he's the one that gave me my musical background as well. Like, um, I did background with Donnie McClurkin with him. Yeah. So it was amazing. That's what's um, up. Let's let's talk more about the Jay Vicente company. So what's that about? What's the end game there? What is the goal of this company? So Jay Vicente Co. is is a combination of me and my father. Um, I was very close to my dad um, before he passed from diabetes. And um, I always had a passion for empowering women. You know, women coming out of tragedy. I used to work at a domestic violence shelter. Um, I even went through domestic violence recently. And um, I was actually a client working with clients. Wow. But I was so embarrassed because I was working with clients and I was going through the same thing. You know how that is. Like, that's so embarrassing. How, how, do you, how, do you, how do you not tell your managers this so you don't get fired? How does that that goes. <laughs> well, my, one of my managers actually knew the situation okay. and she tried to protect me the best way she can. And thank God today I can say I came out of it. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. So That's right. That's right. I feel that women, we are so emotional. We have so many parts to us. So my company is geared towards beauty and wellness. Beauty in the outside and wellness in the inside. Yes, I dig it. So I we dig need it. both. You know, we, we need that peace of mind. We need to be assured that, you know, everything's going to be okay. So I want to give those women the opportunity to know that life is not over. Right. That it's just the beginning. It doesn't matter if you went through something, you're still breathing. But as long as you're still breathing, there's an opportunity for you. So I want to I wanna extend this to the, especially the women in the group homes, the young women in the group homes. You know, because they feel like their parents forsake them. Um, and yeah. it's nothing, you know, they look to other things. That's true. That That's can true. substitute happiness. But I want them to be happy with themselves. You should let me help you. You should yes. let me do a, a boot camp at LA Fitness for all of your women that yes. want to make sure they get their beauty right. I would love it. I would definitely get them right. I would, I would be I a would part of your class. Right. You'll be a part of it? Well. I, would, I would get them right. Let me tell you, right. I'm, I'm so 
encouraged because women have so much potential, you know, and they, and they just need somebody, especially the ones that have been through a lot. If you talk to them, they have a lot of talent. You know, I also had an entertainment company called EJ Entertainment. Yeah. And um, I've been doing entertainment from back. I used to um, help this um, A&R, and I used to do um, a lot of PR work. And I used to get artist shows and stuff like, you know, like my cousins and like artists that I knew that was trying to come. I used to go and present them to other people. And I just feel like artists need a chance. They just need a chance. And it's right here in our tri-state area. Yeah. And it's right here in the hood. It's right, here. it's right here. They're so talented. And people don't realize talent comes right here. It comes from the heart. It comes from the soul. That's you know? Right. So that's what I'm here to offer right now. Jackie, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can find, uh, find more information about the nonprofit organization as well. Well, right now I'm building my website. It's not ready yet. Okay. But it will be ready soon. That's right. That's but right. But I'm on um, Instagram yep. as J un, uh, as just underscore Jacks. Okay. Okay. Thirty two. Right. That's my Instagram. Yo, that sounds like a nice bartender name. Just Jacks. Thirty two. <laughs> just Jacks. Thirty two. Like yo, I'm about to go see her right now. Let for, me tell you, that's what I started. Whiskey Ginger, right now. Listen, that's what I started my Instagram. I was thirty two. Guess how old I am now? You know, I'm not even sh ashamed of my age. I'll be forty. You look. You, what? I'll be 40 September 21st. You look 27. <laughs> Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you. That's the Lord. Okay? That, that's, that's right. That's the Lord. God bless. And I'm Jacqueline Hamilton on Facebook. So and this fine. is the Late Night Flight. Welcome back to the Late Night Flight. I'm Natasha Renee. And I am, for some reason, doing these intros to these interviews that I should have been at. But I'm not going to get in my feelings about it because I'm being rushed to introduce these interviews. But this was another interview at the BBS listening party. Shout out to Teddy Bear. So the next interview is with a teacher from Brooklyn. Shout out to all the black male teachers out there. Um, we need more of you guys. But he has his own company called the Rich Fingers Brand Writing Company. And in this interview... Nasor goes into more details, but you guys take a listen and I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Late Night Flight. We are live at Multiverse Studios. We are at the BBS listening party. It is live. I got Terrell LaShawn Williams. He is the CEO, the founder, the leader of the Rich Fingers Brand Writing Company. Yo, I was just reading this man's shirt. I'm going to read the shirt real fast before I even bring the young man in. So, he says, just because a system or condition is oppressive, it doesn't mandate you to subscribe to the oppressive nature it tries to feed you. You are only a victim of oppression if you succumb to it. Terrell L. Williams. What's good, Terrell? How you doing, bro? What's good, my guy? My God. Talk to us about the Rich Fingers brand. What is this writing company about? What is it going to do for the people? All right. So just a little bit about myself. Yes. I am an English teacher. I teach at Brooklyn High School, ninth graders. How about that? Right. I've been How teaching. How about that? Yes, sir. Hold up, man. Hold on. Young black man teaching to you. We don't see that. We don't hear that too much. Yo, hats off to you, bro. Thank you. Hats off to you. But continue. I'm sorry. I just had to let that know. You Not know what I'm saying? There's not a lot of us out there, so right. I think I've been called to the field, and I stay in it because I want to help um, just promote black 
strong, excellent men right. in our community. So real quick about the teaching, if, if I don't, if you don't mind, what grade do you teach? I teach ninth grade. Teach ninth grade. Okay, so let, let me just ask you this: black man to black man, and you're in the teaching field. Because women that's in the teaching field that I know, they say, well, you know, black men that are teachers, they're not really too good with younger kids. They're not as patient. You're a freshman uh, high school teacher. So could you, like, do you agree to what a woman like that would say? Or, or you're like, no, nah, it don't matter. I could do a fifth. I, I could teach a fifth grader if I need to. See, I don't, I can't speak for every black man, but I know for myself, yeah. I have patience. I actually taught middle school, seventh grade, for four years. Oh. So, oh. I just, re this is my first year back teaching ninth grade, but I can do middle school, I can do third grade, second grade, I just love the kids. That's what's up, man, that is what's up. So let's talk more about the writing company. What is your end game? What are you looking to achieve with this writing brand? So what I would like to do is I want to make sure that our black and brown voices are heard. Yeah. I think if you look into a lot of bookstores, if you look online, Line, if you look into a lot of uh, curriculum that we have in our education system, yeah. there's not a lot of black culturally relevant content for our uh, for our brand. That's right. So I want to make sure that our voices are heard. I also want to make sure that um, we people that want to tell their stories but are afraid to tell their stories because they don't know how to write or they feel like their grammar is not proper and all this, all that other kind of stuff. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm there to support them and push their voices out there. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, is it any, I don't want to say important or celebrity people, but there has been someone that maybe some other people that's on Instagram or social media may know about that you have been able to work with so far through your writing company. Not as of yet. Okay. However, I do plan to work with the biggest and the best. That's right. Because that's we right. are richfingersbrand.com. We are going to make some big noise in our community. Now, in particular, with the writing brand, uh, I know I asked you about the end game, but what is it that you do on the day-to-day -day operations with the writing brand? So if I wanted to call you up, it's like, hey, I need your assistance, Terrell. What is it that you can do for me? What's the service that you're providing. Okay, so I've done anything from editing books, okay. uh, ghost writing. If you don't want to write the book, you want someone to write it for you, I can write the book for you. You just send me all your content, you do an outline, you send me voice recordings, and I write it for you. So you're telling me I have a redemption story, right, about this young black man who started working at Nonfiction Radio and told Ray Swag and everybody at Nonfiction Radio, get the F out my face, I'm going to buy my own stuff and create the late night flight and make a book about it called Black Pilot Radio. You telling me you can help me with that? I can help you write that, my guy. Okay. Within okay. four to six months, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Turn around time. Terrell, tell everybody where they can find you at, all the handles that you have. We want the world to know about you, bro. All right. So once again, not just only those type of books, but if you want to do self-help books, poetry books, children's books, plays, stage plays, anything, anything creative writing, I got you. TheRichFingersBrand.com. TheRichFingersBrand.com That is the Yo This is what I'm talking about here Terrell L. Williams Natsua Nuru The Late Night Flight The Rich Fingers Brand Check us out You already know We'll see you soon Thank you Appreciate it Welcome back To The Late Night Flight I'm Natasha Renee And we are continuing With these interviews And these intros That I have to do That I'm being forced to do But Natasha I do have a question Before I even get into this intro What's for up? this interview. What's up, my what pilot? What was going on? Because it sounded like y'all was getting a little too close. This sounded like y'all was trying to get to know each other versus the interview. Okay, well, I mean, things can happen. Sparks can fly. I mean, she's an attractive woman. I'm an attractive man. Attraction. Things happen. 
I mean, I wish I was there to see her. But anyways, let me introduce Miss Ebony Amazon, who is the host of the At This Point podcast. Also, you guys, make sure you check her out on her IG page and please follow her because she has a live ladies night on IG. Check this interview out. Welcome back to the Late Night Flight. You are live, Nasua, New Rule. And I have this Amazon. She is the one. She is the host of the At This Point podcast. She is Ebony, the Amazon. What's up? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I ain't gonna lie to you. Like... I love your size, your complexion, <laughs> your eyes. You look like you look like Vince McMahon should give you the WWE Women's Championship right yeah, now. Like you could so just body slam something. No, you look strong, but good strong. Not no, not no like overweight yeah, BS. Like you look more. like yo, I will slam you and make you some biscuits. You better slow it down. Oh, with bacon and eggs. Oh, I would love a little cheese. Do you listen. make your eggs first or your bacon? Listen, I don't know you like that, but I'll be there in the morning. <laughs> talk to us. Talk to us about the at this point podcast what is it about and what do you what uh what's the end game with that podcast what are you looking to do with it got you so the at this point podcast we talk about up, um coming events and yeah and current events and everything we talk about everything basically we talk about from politics to nork news to yeah. work news yeah to how we feel my dating life which is sucky so we're not even gonna get into that right now oh they love to talk about what? my dating life how, how is your dating life if your mommy asked it's horrible wow why is your dating life horrible because i don't know how to really express my emotions so they come and go. They don't like me. They feel like I'm not easy to deal with. So I suck at dating. Like <laughs> horrible. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> well, maybe that's just more time for you to work on yourself. Work on the things that you want to work. But I've been working on myself. No, you know, no, I'm just saying. Like, look, my thing is this. Some people say, "Yo, are you introvert? So are you an introvert?" And I'm like, no. First of all, I'm not alone. I'm just on top. Oh, I, like I don't. That. I don't gotta hang out with some of y'all like I used to anymore because y'all ain't about nothing. No disrespect. And respectfully, respectfully, yeah, respectfully. Yeah, they're not about nothing. It's, it's the truth. So that's probably where you at right now. It's not like your dating life is horrible. It's just more of like, look, some of these dudes you meet, they not really on your level. Right. They just giving them a shot. And I meet a lot of dudes. That's what I'm saying. But it's just not working for me. And I'm just trying to get myself together spiritually and emotionally. I have a daughter. Do you think I'm a I think you're very attractive. Let me tell you something. You, I don't get dates. You, you're lying. I'm not lying. So no gym dates. Hmm? No gym dates. No, oh, no gym. other gym. Do you know how hard that is? I am serious. And I be having the thought clothes on. They be on. Wait, wait, wait. What's the thought clothes for a man in the gym? You know, I got the cut-off shirt and like a baby bib and shit. The shirt be like hanging down. It's just all, cause all the muscles just holding it down. Oh, he got a lot of muscles. Muscle be like, yo. The chest just be like, nah. Just like that. Oh, just sit up. Is that a little like, nipple slip? Just a little bit. <laughs> nipples be out by the Women be like, yo, this got crazy. <laughs> I be done with the workout, like, yo, I really wish one of these women would touch my nipples right now. I shouldn't say that out loud, but I'm just, we're just talking. We're just talking. We're just talking. We're just talking. And I do have a live that I do on Instagram live, Ebony's Ladies Night Live. Yes. We talk, it's a free space. We talk about everything. Oh, yeah. We talk about everything. Can you find this podcast on OnlyFans? Uh, I should do it. I have signed up for OnlyFans. You should do that. I signed up for OnlyFans. You have? You have but I got scared. Yo, tell you, you should, you should have your podcast 
on OnlyFans. Right? Think about it. Think about it. You're already an attractive woman. If you go in there with like a bikini on and just be like, yeah, check out I my got a fupa. I can't wear a bikini. Huh? I got a fupa. I got a fupa. Where would I'm sexy body suit? Where would you wear right now? You look good to me. I ain't know. I'm just saying, wear that, right? Yeah. And tell everybody, like, yo, I got a podcast coming. It's coming in 30 days. It's five dollars to subscribe. I promise you, I know you would get that money. I know you would get that money. I know. I know you would get that money. You really would. Look at you. You gonna produce it? Huh? You gonna produce it? Yeah, we'll produce it. Oh, y'all gonna, all right, let yeah, me let up? me go. Let me work. Yeah, like um. So listen. I have like a stand up show in my house. We can like start recording in my house. With me? Oh, oh my god. What I need to bring? <laughs> Welcome back to the late night flight. I'm Natasha Renee. Um, smarts. I think we need to talk co-producer smarts because I don't feel that this was fair that I'm doing these intros and yet I was not invited to this function because I really wanted to interview Mr. Nova November. We had him on recently playing his music and yet I do not know these people, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoy his music. Shout out to Mr. Nova November. Please follow me, sir, because I see all the follows that you have. But I enjoy this. I'm having fun. I love you guys. Take a listen. Welcome back to the Late Night Flight. We are live at the BBS listening party at Multiverse Studios. Not only do I have one of the dopest artists that the usual suspect productions had, all right? But he also took my mother name. What's that about? Anyway, real no, this is Nova November. This is my man. I remember him when we was in New York together. I first met him, and we just started talking about how Drake is not as good as he thought. And this man had the sour face for 15 minutes, like y'all. Artist like, of the decade. Artist of the decade. Hey, yo. <laughs> no. Artist of the decade. No, what's up, yo? Listen, 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 man. Listen, I'm happy to even be on here. Hey. You know, it's kind of dope. Super, super dope. We in the good of the party doing this, so you know, it's a super live home. Man, listen, man. We here. We here. We here. You you already been on like four episodes already with your music. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I love your freestyle. Thank you. Thank what you, made bro. you Thank do you. those freestyles and like just have that trending? Because you be having like two, three, four thousand views on it. It'd be I, crazy. Honestly, honestly, bro, like I just I love I just love doing I like I love creating music and I honestly feel like I ever got to a space where I'm able to show people how good I was, not just because of the music that I write, but also how I can get all other people to try to show people my talent. So yeah. definitely that's one of the, like, my greatest achievements right now. It's really and I, and I try to draw. I try to drop a cover every day as much as possible just to give people contact because I know people love to see contact. You know how that goes. No, I'm going to be honest with you. One thing I like about you is just your natural vibe. Like, you just come with energy. How do, like, how do Charlie Rock and Smarts and, and Justo, three of the head honchos of the usual suspect productions, how do y'all chemistry mix? Like, how does that go? Because your energy is up. Charlie Rock energy mega up. Like, that's your, that, you make me up when I see him. So how does that go? Like, I think, I think honestly, like, the greatest thing is to have three different producers who are sound are totally dope separately. So when they come together, the chemistry is so amazing, right? Yeah. And I feel like with them, it's like they know the kind of vibe that I want. Each one of them got different vibes. Um, I, and it, it keeps me creative. It keeps my pen running. It keeps all my joints running. Um, we've been creating a lot of records these past two days. So we, are, we, we we have been in the studio writing a lot of music. So we're trying to make more and more and more as possible. But we got a lot of joints, bro. Like a lot, a 
other choice. I just they just super creative, so I love creative people, and they give me that vibe. Sometimes I might be in a, a crazy ass writer's block, and yeah. they beat me right back. You know what I'm saying? So definitely. I'm not gonna lie to you. I am so biased on this one song that you just recorded, and you gotta talk about it right now. All I know is be like, I'll be like, yo, I'll be ready. I'll be ready when I hear that song. I can't wait till it get released. So, just tell America about this song, the name of it, what it's about, so, all about. Love so, that. So definitely, definitely, it's like a record that we're working on. Uh, we got a bunch of names for it, um, but the real name that we got for it is Still Percentage, um, definitely produced by all the YouTube suspects, been super dope, um, they sponsors in the studio trying to create a good vibe, um, vibe that he created was so dope, to me it gave me like a basketball feel, you know what I'm saying, yeah. it gave me like that 30 for 30 feel, so a lot of my, a lot of my freestyle series is called 30 for 30, um, a lot of, a lot of my fans be saying 30 for 30 all the time, so it's just me comparing to basketball, cause I feel like music is like basketball. I um, feel like, I feel like when I hear that song, I want to DM it to LeBron, maybe he would have won. Yeah. Maybe he would have beat the Suns. You to know, like, yeah, bro, I love you, and you're gonna be on this show so much more, so I'm not even worried. But I do have one, my last question. Uh -huh. You have over 15,000 followers on Instagram. Yes. How in God's name did you do that? Honestly, it's, it's, it's one of the covers, like, keep it consistent. Um, I think that my sound is very unique. Um, I want people to learn what I sound like and get accustomed to my sound, just to learn my lifestyle, who I am as, as, as an artist. Um, and I've just been giving people great content. I feel like I've been keeping a lot of my music to myself. Um, I wanted to give you as much great content as I am, so I've been dropping a lot of records. Um, a lot of the fans have been really engaged with my material, so definitely, bro, stay super consistent. Stay, stay trying to put out music and just give people new vibes every single time, because I feel like my fans is all, so I give them everything I can. So thank y'all to all 15, 20K that's right now following me right now, sharing my music. Um, I love y'all, man, for real, for real. Nova November, you already know what's going on. That is Nova November. Please check this man out. And so as long as I have a podcast, you're going to hear him. Let's go. All right, just letting you know, he was on episode 44, uh -huh. episode 45, uh -huh. 47, uh -huh. not 47, but he's going to be on 48. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? 49, 50, it don't matter. Let's go. He's we on there. Day. One of the best artists. I ain't even going to lie to you. Just like as an all-around artist, man, you're one of the better independent artists thank I've you, ever heard. Thank you, thank so you, I give you the stamp of approval. You, you can you. have my name. I'm not even mad at you. Thank anymore. you. Thank you. And I also want to say, listen to, if y'all hear it, y'all go ahead now. If y'all don't get on late night flight, we about to send all the freestyles to late night flight. Y'all yes. got to hear it here first. Yes. If y'all acting crazy, yes. late night flight, man, make sure y'all go get that and listen to that, man. What's going on? Yo, 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 salute to the Late Night Flight Podcast for coming through to the listening party, conducting all the interviews. It was definitely a movie, man. I go by the name of Teddy Bear Jers. Y'all know how we do. This is Big Boy Sound Entertainment. You can find us on IG at Big Boy Sound ENT, or you can hit me up personally at Teddy Bear Jers on IG. Last but not least, y'all, let's get into that interview with Nato Music. Late Night Flight. Let's get it. Welcome back to the Late Night Flight. We are live yeah, still yeah, at yeah, Multiverse yeah. Studios. 
Big Boy Sound listening party. This Big is boy. crazy. And I have the number one artist right now on the BBS brand. Shout out to Jers for letting me have this interview. I have the one and only Nato with me. What's going Yo, on? First of all, he just shut it down over here in East Orange, right here at Multiverse Studios. He just shut it down. First of all, are you from Virginia? Because you had a bunch of people from Virginia here. Nah, man. I'm actually, I was born in Louisiana, but raised in Jersey, man. So okay. I'm definitely from the dirty, dirty, but Jersey raising, man. I'm Jersey all day, man. That's what it is. You're already. I actually saw you at Smart's 40th birthday party. Yes, sir. And you performed with the band. Oh, yeah, yeah. And man, you oh. rock, man. It was going to be a couple cover songs, but I liked it. I liked what I heard. Just love that energy. Oh, word. Do you, do you prefer doing cover songs as an artist, or you like to do your own music? No, nah, I prefer to do my own music, man, but I feel like when you do a good cover, man, it kind of gets the people involved in what you're doing because it's familiar. Yeah. And, and as a vocalist, I want them to hear, like, oh, he can actually sing. You feel what I'm saying? Especially in today's music, there's a lot of auto-tune and, and no hate to that. But I feel like I want people to hear that I got vocals. You feel what I'm saying? So I, that's why I like to do covers. Now, as an artist, and I'm not trying to, like, um... Pigeon, like not pigeonhole you, but put you in like one place. Yeah. Cause I know I met you singing, but like you said, you can rap, you can do so many other oh, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you perform in front of a band, like do you prefer that more than actually like just producing a beat and then like like I don't know, like absolutely. I, like when I saw your style, I was like, I'm not saying you music so child. I was just like, damn, imagine this guy behind a band just touring 50 states. I'm like, oh, yo, people would love this. You know, man, I hear that a lot, and, and music is definitely uh, music so child is definitely. Uh, one of my influences, man. I don't really have a favorite artist. Yeah. I just like music, bro. And if you're dope and your harmonies is dope and the vibe is dope, I just listen to it. So Music Soul Child is definitely one of those dudes. But um, I absolutely prefer live music over tracks. The energy is different. The vibe is different. The feel is different. You know what I'm saying? So it just brings something extra to the table. You know what I mean? What's your favorite performance ever that you've done so far? Where was oh, it at? Man. Like, If you got a story to tell about it, go ahead. Just let us know. Oh, man. How did that go um so I, d I did a play yeah like a musical a couple years ago and we had a performance in Atlantic City okay and it's kind of crazy because I was in the opening scene and my mic didn't turn on what it just didn't go on hold on and they didn't hear that golden voice hold on so <laughs> as quiet as it was bro I sang as best as I could I held the performance yeah. and people was definitely digging it and later that show you know the mic was good and I had another time to come in man and, and, and I did it but I feel like that that performance was important for me because as an artist those type of things happen you know what I'm saying? Ah. sometimes your mic don't turn on you have technical difficulties but the show still goes on that's right and I feel like even though I didn't have the mic I projected enough and people were still feeling it you feel what I'm saying it just they accepted that raw moment you know what I mean if the mic don't work I'm still gonna give you not a music you feel what I'm saying so I felt like that performance taught me something but it but it, it gave me a little extra you know what I'm saying because whether I got a mic or not brother whether there's five people or five thousand people I'm still gonna give you me how long have you been doing this as an artist because I have a I have a second question I want to follow up with. okay um seriously as an artist yeah. I would say the past three years okay so let me ask you this yeah what are you looking to do as far as 
your promotion on an internet level? Because it seems like as an artist, we all gotta have, you know, 200,000 followers or more to get people really interested in what you have, even though you could be somebody with 100 followers. You're just as talented as anybody Absolutely. in the world. Yeah. So what is it that you're doing that's, that's looking to separate yourself and say, hey, I'm gonna try to get more followers? Yeah. Or maybe you're like, I don't care about no followers. I care if people just check out my content. No, word. I mean, I'm gonna keep it a buck. I don't yeah. really like to take pictures and all that stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's cool. I understand why yeah. it's there. Yeah. But um, as far as our artist is concerned, now, now, this, hold on, I'm to cut you off. Do you not take pictures because you're like a handsome guy and you don't want all the women to like, you know, send chase you nah, around? Be like, nah, oh, nah, girl, nah, I wasn't nah. with. Trust me, this was at the show. This was at the show. Nah. No, she was holding, she was holding my crotch in my jeans, but it was, I had my jeans on, baby. It wasn't like nah, that. It was, nah, oh, it wasn't that. Nah. Okay. <laughs> nah, I'll just be chilling, man. I just feel like, you know, like everybody's on social media and I understand, but like, I just don't feel like putting my face in the camera all the time. You know what I mean? Like, I think that. Like, I want people to get to know me. Yeah. I feel like the internet, you paint a facade. You feel what I'm saying? Smoke and mirrors. Wanna, yeah, I don't want to give you the smoke and mirrors. If you hear me, you're going to get the real me. This is me on a, a regular basis. You feel what I'm saying? Nato, last question before I get you out of here. Tell me what's the best song or your favorite song that you have recorded. Tell us why. Tell us what it's about. All that good stuff. Uh, I would say Kickback and Vibe, man. It's on my first album. It was a single. Um... It, that really gave me the courage to do what I'm doing now. Like, I've been singing for a minute, bro. I've been singing and, and, and doing this for a while, performing and behind the scenes. But that was one of the first records where I was like, you know what? I'm going to drop an album. I'm just going to do it. And then Not that was the one. Nato, I need that song. I want to play it on the Late Night Flight podcast. Oh, absolutely, man. You can check my man Nato out everywhere, but I'm going to let Nato tell you Nato. Let him know. Yeah, man, you can follow me on Instagram at Nato, N-A-T-O underscore music, M-U-S-I-K. That's N-A-T-O underscore M-U-S-I-K. You can find me on Spotify. You can find me on, on Tidal, Apple Music, at Nato Music, N-A-T-O M-U-S-I-K. Man, one word. I promise you, you're going to enjoy what you hear. 90s vibes, two early 2000s, real R&B, rap, hip-hop, all that, man. You're going to get all the vibes you need. Thank you for flying the late-night flight. Shout-out to all the pilots who contribute to the Fastest Rising podcast. If you want to contribute, DM us at the late-night flight. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pilot right here.